I I just got a set of brand new paintbrushes for my birthday there. Uh they're the artist opus ones. And uh it's like they're they're so nice you you're scared to use them. Mm. Yeah. 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 See I I couldn't use something that that new really. Like like I, I've got my little uh like Amazon, you know, ten pack for seven bucks. Um, right. and when I break all of these and ruin all of these, even though, even though I bought like cleaning solution and stuff, so I'm trying to get good at, at brush etiquette and brush maintenance. Um, yeah. and once I don't wreck uh, an $8 brush, I figure then it's time to buy a real brush, you know, like if I can take care of an $8, it's kind of like a goldfish, you know, like before yeah. you work your way up. So that's what I'm doing right now. Like I'm not, I'm not worthy of, of higher end brushes, but. Oh, you are. You are. <laughs> everybody is the the trick i've found so far with them anyways is that like when you're doing your detail work that's when you break them out and yeah. for like all your base coating and washes and stuff that's where you break out the eight dollar brushes okay okay well i heard so this one i've used a little bit so far so this is the what is this the two yeah or the three yeah. this is a three i'm trying to get used to using a bigger brush which is like a tip i picked up but um like i hear the, th the thing that wrecks them is getting a like keeping your paint above the belly basically yeah. um and i can already see where the paint's drying like right close to the to the the binding essentially and i'm like ah, like <laughs> to be better um so i'm, I'm trying like i, I broke I, I you know i think you know this about me um i broke my hand a while back and so it's been this like me more of a mental block to to anything but it, it weird little thing is i picked up playing a fighting game again recently and I'm undertaking this massive hobby project, so I think I'm getting my like confidence back, which I think is the main, the main thing is like being confident that I can be a hobbyist again. Because I was that guy who would like have paintings in like the big competitions in high school, and then like I went to college and like got told I ain't shit, and I really like yeah. add a broken hand later, and I just never recovered, you know. Yeah, your confidence goes from up here in the little pond to getting put in the ocean, and it just steadily drops. Mm -hmm, it's, mm -hmm. uh, it's uh yeah yeah it's a hard pill to swallow sometimes but it's um it's good that you're like staying on it you know like getting back into it because yeah. if you just like if you don't then you're never gonna get back to well i mean there's there's something to the like the art 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 guy or like the art kid right when you you know that you're like the talented artist but like you don't really have to try that hard but not realizing that it's a skill yet. Yeah. You know that like you're in that like weird like no man's land of like I'm 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 a really good sketch artist, I'm a really good painter, I'm like really good at all this stuff. And then you look at like the people who are like I I don't have an artistic bone in my bodies and they're out there like crushing golden demons. You're like you know. But but yeah. I mean that that doesn't fill me with an animosity so much as it does like hope these days. Whereas before it was like, why am I getting lapped by people who like don't like art? And yeah. then you realize they're just putting in the time, right? Like, the, yeah, like it's it's like anything. So, um, yeah, so I'm putting in my time. Um, I know that's it. Definitely makes a difference when you go from being that person who's talented at art mm -hmm. to some to actively trying to hone those skills. Mm -hmm. Like it, if you're already one of those people that is like just naturally talented at that it really does like help you along in that learning mm -hmm. like developing the skills so like 
sky's the limit, buddy. Like you can, you just, like you said, you got to put in the time. It's right. Right on. Um, I watched, I, I consumed a copious amount of airbrush videos. I don't know if you fucked with an airbrush much, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm still at the, uh, at the, the base coating and kind of using it to undershade stuff. But like, I'm nowhere near like some of the people that I've seen. It's like, there's, they're doing stuff that like, I would not dare do. Mm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yet, they look at your your green stuffed models, and they think the same stuff about your green stuff work. <laughs> Dude, the like, uh, I don't know if you can like measure my like emotional journey making that Mortark. Like that was the Mortark of the Moon, right? Yeah, yeah, that was like this isn't gonna work to i think i got this to no that doesn't look right to okay well we'll just cut this all off and start over and then once everything was like sculpted and i got into the painting i was like well i did so much in to the sculpting in this i have to like take my painting to the next level yeah yeah and like it was so like nerve-wracking and to see the response from the community after the like posting the the finished product it was yeah. like it was like captain holt screaming vindication <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> oh man so i see uh, i see kickers here i see snit bags popping off with a tier 1 sub for 13 years of 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 subscribing of supporting the stream so thank you so much for that i am of course the magical mr mephisto the most dangerous man in age of sigmar the loquacious lich king um your favorite content creator's favorite content creator um this is aos rantcast 114 i am joined by uh the man who needs no introduction marok wolf an actual werewolf irl perhaps allegedly uh and probably the best man working green stuff i know in north america how's it going my friend uh wow thank you um (laughs) i'm i'm doing well man it's uh it's good to be back after so long good good yeah no it has been a while since since we talked i know like work and stuff just hasn't been kind but but hey it's you're here now we're here now we're talking we're gonna be talking about uh you know soul blight grave lords kind of focusing in on Virkos, but then also you've got a bit of a reputation i mean it's in the name marok wolf um uh for uh, just making these kind of fantastic, like sort of wolf conversions. A lot of green stuff work, but also you pull in like the millipod. You you got a lot of different techniques you work with. Um, we covered that in the last episode. You were on a little bit. We'll we'll reset some of that, but um, you know, I'm just gonna ke- have a good conversation tonight. Talk about we we've got like the most apt for talking about uh sort of werewolves and stuff like that that we we have in terms that in terms of Warhammer uh that we've we've had. Uh, I know you messed around a little bit with um, Flesh Eater Cores. You've got like some Night Haunt in, in, in the household there. Um, Beast, uh, Beast of Chaos for a while. So, I mean, you're always putting yourself in your army, which I think is one of the most commendable aspects of it. Um, Thanks, man. Yeah. And Little Marathi showing up. First time chatter. How's it going, Little Marathi? I've also seen some really great hobby on, on Little Marathi's uh, Twitter feed there. I've seen a lot of painters who spend a lot of time painting and are technically excellent, but don't have a feel for art in general, are not interested in art, and the colors or form are sometimes a little off and feel soulless slash boring. Yeah, I mean, it starts to feel a little bit like you see the people who don't have that, like, that artist in- inclination. 
Um, maybe they're like they can like robotically do some color theory, but they don't really have that next gear of like what I call the sharp edges. And what someone might say, like exper- like the experimental side of things, where like you you really start to like put your soul into the art, you know that 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 some of those sharp edges, some of that like artist sensibility, that that like you know what the rules are and you break them because of who you are, what you're trying to do with it. Like you start to see some of that, like and and I think that that's that's no that I mean that's notable. I think that's that, that's pretty noteworthy. Like uh, you know Dana Howells like got a very distinct style that. Like you can put like nothing against Vince. Vince has been pivotal in me learning learning stuff. But if you put like a Vince mini, with the exception of some of the stuff he really like crushes, but like you put a Vince mini next to like a Dana Howell mini, and like in like a lineup of of the who's who of like you know painting you know hobbyists, I can pick out a Dana mini in a lineup just because she has such a pronounced style that's all her own, you know. And I think that there's something to, you know, love you, Vince, by the way. Like, I'm not knocking your style. He's, he is sort of this excellence of execution. But then you've also got that, like, sort of putting your spin on it thing. And I think that that's also yeah. worthy. Um, so If I'm if I'm looking at a, a Vince EV Flanesh model, mm-hmm. I know it's his. Mm-hmm. I know it's his yeah. instantly. Yes. Yeah. Um, and that's... A lot of the time, I can pick out a lot of his other stuff too. Like I'll know it's him before I see. Like he'll post it, and I'll know it's him before it I see hits the name. your feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like um, I find that he he his style and the colors that he uses. Like he uses a lot of like pinks and turquoises, and just certain colors that he very much. That and like the smoothness of his blend. He has a very smooth know. blend. Yeah, yeah. Like insanely smooth like it's crazy yeah well i was watching the um speaking about airbrushing i was watching his airbrush video his ultimate airbrush guide and i'm sitting there watching him do the airbrush on the dragon and like two things like struck me immediately when he he started doing some like undercoats is like right after he did like he did some oil he did some stuff where he put on some oil between sort of like some coats and stuff and he was just wiping the oil off and i'm like watching this this model literally come to life and I'm sitting yeah. there just going, like, so two things happened. The first was, like, just being utterly impressed and in awe. But the second thing that happened was confidence occurred to me. Where I'm just like, I can fucking do that. Like, like that little, that moment was, I mean, that's that's one of the reasons I think Vince is such the, the icon of the community he is. Because it's not just, like, artistic talent and, and art and art and art. Um, it's it's that that ability to transfer it you know, to, to people and make them feel like they can approach art and stuff like that. So that is its own, that is its own artistic merit in and of itself. So again, no, nothing against Vince. He's, I think he's a fantastic painter and a, and a, and a great icon of the community. Snipbag with a tier one sub gifted to little Marathi. Thank you so much for, uh, for gifting that out there. Uh, enjoy the emotes. Uh, yeah, so. he, uh, he's not only a great painter, but like his ability to teach people how to do something is, amazing like i i i view vince as like the blue collar like teacher guy like he's the guy that you go to when you know absolutely nothing about any of this stuff and he just has a way of explaining it that he can make anyone understand Mm -hmm. yeah the new the new format really works really well too for the videos with like the direct on camera and cutting to him doing the technique he's talking about so I think he's he's upped his game. Right when you think someone's at the top of their game, they just like find a way to like be even better. 
Um, so speaking of being at the top of their game and being even better, you had that Dark Souls mini <laughs> that I thought was was you know just just excellent. And this this Mortar of the Moon you've got here, it when I saw this, the the first thought I had was I wish you were in Hollywood in the practical effects department designing the wolves for people. Like there are some <laughs> trash wolves in. Like, I'm a huge horror fan. Um, as anyone in chat gang can attest. Um, did my whole 31 days of, 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 uh, there. Uh, and, uh, I looked at this and I'm like that there's, there's a sensibility to werewolves that like, I kind of like them in that more that anthropomorphic, like I like the musculature, but I like the fur and you just, you have this, I mean, it's, it's firing on all cylinders. So I guess, um, do you want to talk about some hobby first, or you want to talk maybe about? Uh, let's start from the beginning. Let's talk about Soulblight Gravelords because you you jumped into Soulblight Gravelords was like, like kind of the new vessel for this. Was there was there something that pulled you to it? I mean, I don't want to make it too obvious, but but was there something that pulled you to it? it wasn't just the Veer Coast? Was there something in the play? Was it like I know like what what pulled you into Soulblight Gravelords this recently? First of all, it was like just the overall aesthetic change, like. I've always liked the undead armies, like the the vampires and everything. You and like I do a lot of werewolf stuff. So like being able to switch from like doing this big beasty thing to doing like an elegant female in like a long flowing dress or just things along that nature that like are like totally diametric opposite to what i'm used to doing mm -hmm. is a was appealing to me and also like just rules wise like how how could i ignore things that have like a rule set that's called like the strength of the pack is the wolf like really like it's it's like they wrote this specific dynasty for me mm -hmm. like when i read that like you know how when Ossia bone reapers came out and you read everything and you were like this this is everything i wanted it to be yeah i'm and like looking around for the cameras in my house like yeah <laughs> that's how i felt reading the rules for the Viracos dynasty yeah yeah i mean to your point i what i really personally like about Viracos of Angarai, and even even kind of like the reset of vampires we did get with like uh anasta and and like the just vampire lord on foot and the new blood, blood knight sculpts that sort of like high gothic crank to 11 to me it was games workshop signifying like a lot of people in fantasy tend to do this thing where like we've got vampires this is how our vampires are different from other vampires and like they they really just like they take the vampire mythos and they just like you know but they sparkle in the sun or or like but their tongue is where they suck the blood from and not their teeth and they always do that like little thing where they they change it for me it was like it was games workshop confidently going these are our vampires you know, and just like really firmly placing vampires, not just in like Warhammer, but like the mortal realms, especially with the Virkos, how they have their own little like potential unique mythology, especially with like a character like Kritza, who's got like kind of his own unique mythology for how the Soulblight curse wakes, works for him. It's really just like taking this notion of like the Soulblight curse and how it's like different from like, you know, like Canite vampirism in, in the world of darkness and just really really finally like fleshing out their own thing as as like you know not just like a sort of like slight tweak to what everyone knows is like mythology right like it's yeah so you know, like i i love that their take on it was kind of like 
yeah, each, like, these are the different dynasties. These are how these sort of different curses work. But not only is is that different from each other, but it could also be different within the dynasty depending on, like, the environment that they're in when they get the curse to begin with. Like, mm-hmm. with... Uh, Kritza, yeah, with the, the, pile, uh, the pile of rats and it sort of, like, became part of the, his, his soul blight curse and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it just, it, it makes it... It just it just makes it kind of cooler. It ties it to Naga- like the Nagashian Neferata sort of origin stories like lightly too, and that like this sort it is a curse of sorts, and you know like that sort of cruel Hades esque punishment god style thing that Nagash has going on, especially with like Night Haunt. Um, yeah, percolates down through the through the bloodlines too, and I think that's cool. And the little rumors that Virkos might not even get their curse from Nagash, but somewhere else is pretty cool. So yeah, like the the lore behind Virkos like in it in and of itself was a really interesting read too because they're not like like they have paws like it's you know what i mean like it's just it's different right yeah 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 so so let me ask you when so so soul blood grave lords come out did the inspiration hit to do to do your army your way first or did you have the inspiration already and when you saw the army it became a template that you're like i can put do this with that it was like Okay, so it started with Radikar the Beast. Like, when I saw the rules for that, I was like, oh my god, like, this is everything that I've wanted in, like, a foot hero, right? Like, he's not, he's not the size of foot hero that I would prefer him to be, but he's still, like, this, this is the rule set, like, this is everything. And, like, honestly, what I wanted to do was just take him and like a couple packs of dire wolves and just put them in my flesh eater courts mm-hmm, mm-hmm. at first. And then I started reading the rules and I'm like, this is amazing. Like all of this stuff and how it works together and the whole, like the lore behind Belladama and how she works and how she's turning people into dire wolves. And oh, she's got like, like, she has like literally a like, like the matriarchy supreme like the matriarch supreme right. like her lover she turned into a wolf like just just like girl yeah, boss but like the thorn goes off yeah. The- yeah, like, yeah for real yeah yeah like and the more i read the more it it wanted to suck me in and i just i just went with the flow that was that was it i just right kind of i was like all right well i guess i guess we're doing this now so it was it was hard to like try and find an aesthetic that wasn't what I had done for my flesh eater courts. Okay. So yeah. like I had to clean it up a bit, a bit, I guess, <laughs> like make it more refined. Like is this, is this last photo I have of the one tearing their clothes off? Is that from your flesh eater courts just as a comparison? No, that's no, new. That, okay. That one's new. Okay. Um, like in terms of my flesh eater courts, like I'm sure everybody, who knows me has seen it where like everything is covered in blood like that is their thing there mm-hmm. it's it's the werewolf horror movie like yeah. Frank 211 this is more like removing the gore and just kind of having it be um well it's like regal dynasty of wolves right like yeah 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 like uh yeah well, they, they that, got... 
Yeah. I couldn't have put it better. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got this. I've got this next picture up here. I don't. I don't know if you can see chat or anything like that, but I've got this sort of. Uh, you're more Tark of the of the moon here, and we've got this this scene that you build here with uh, the the sort of Mortark uh, themselves, and then this 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 woman on the base too. So like, there's a downright serenity to this uh, this here. You know that that I think is pretty neat. So so you so you make the decision. You're like, okay, like. Damn it! I'm buying a new army. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah um, it's like time to pick up some new parts and yeah, buy, buy some more green stuff. And away I went. Yeah. So it, so go go ahead go ahead finish your thought. It's uh it's a long way from like done, but yeah yeah. Well, I know that Flesh Eater Court's army took you like a year of of like grinding. So yeah. Um, if if I may, then did, so so you're kind of like in the project right now. Did you, like, this is something that I'm struggling with myself, so so by talking through this, we're going to help myself out, we're going to, you know, you know, maybe help some people who are struggling with the same thing. So I, I have a known sort of, like, uh, we did, the, I, so I did on Vince's show, I did the, the Timmy Johnny Spike stuff, and um, I'm a pretty firmly a Johnny, but I'm, I Johnny my way to a, to a Timmy, a big Timmy finish, and, um, you know, I, I've got that inclination, but I have this solid, like, 5% that is always Spike. Like, I always want to win. I'm always looking to be an optimal way to theme my list out and so on and so forth. So, like, I, I never really want to feel like I'm on the back foot, even if I do something silly, if that makes sense. Like, I'm going to win with Nagash, and even if he's bad, I'm going to try to find a list that, that is good with Nagash, if that makes sense. Or if I absolutely get obsessed with a, a Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon, for instance, I'm it's going to be in the list, and whether it's good or bad or not is is irrelevant. I'm going to try to make the best Vampire Lord on Zombie Dragon list I can. So I, I have a little bit of that pull. But I'm approaching this army as a hobby project, which has kind of short-circuited my brain a little bit. Because yeah, the, <laughs> the, the need to, 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 like, win is... Not win. I don't want to win at all. I don't think I'm going to win a whole tournament with, with this hobby-focused project, per se. Because, like, I want to show off a, you know, for people who've been following the stream for a little bit, um, essentially I'm going for this Castlevania, high contrast, uh, limited palette style army that uh, my colors are black, red, and black, red, and white, and the permutations of black, red, red, and white. That's, like, what I'm allowed. Um, and doing this sort of, like, Baroque, high contrast, like, you know, style of army that really uh, takes after, like, uh, uh, Ayami... Uh, uh, Miyazaki's uh, Castlevania art. If you've seen it, it's very just high gothic, absolutely excellent. And when she hones it down to a uh, like that black, red, and white color palette, you just go like you just get kind of blown away by that. You can see the brush strokes in there. It's it's just it's gorgeous. Um, so really, that's like kind of my, been my inspiration. And I'm like, because I'm doing that, I want to be like, what does a bat look like in that? What does a you know what does a direwolf look like in that style? And trying to like do that, and so this is the questions now coming that I've backfilled it plenty. Um, where do you draw the line? Where when you go into it, do you go? This is like you look at the whole thing as hobby. You're like, I'm gonna need, you know, I'm gonna need a Mortark. So like, I gotta get a model of Mortark up. I'm gonna need to show a foot hero in my style. I'm going to need to show something on a big monster. You, do you go into it like? with the hobby in mind or do you look at the units and go I can make that into something or like I guess how do you how do you how do you stack that how do you arrange that from short circuiting your mind the way I have right now <laughs> it's it's uh it's a little bit of both like 
I'll fiddle around and like play around with like list building and stuff and try and figure out like, okay, I, I, I know I for sure want this in the army. So what can we do to sort of optimize and make that good and, and this and that, like I'll, I'll go through that whole process and then I'll, I'll start like getting ideas of like what I want to do for specific things that are in the army. So I'll pick out a unit and decide, okay, well, let's think of how we can sort of twist this and make it my own thing. We'll go through that, that process, which is usually just me and like a sketch pad, just kind of like doodling around trying to figure out things that can work. That's and actually, then... that's actually a handy, handy tip. I think for people planning their armies is like, we often do the list builder. We spend a lot of time in list builder, but actually grabbing a sketch pad and, and sort of on the hobby side of things, like actually kind of sketching out some ideas. I think that's a fantastic, I don't want, I don't want yeah. to gloss over that too quickly. It's uh, honestly, I should yeah, have done that. And, <laughs> and like, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. Like when I was doing the Mortark of the moon, like I literally, it, it, it's going to sound like crazy, but it, it, it actually was like just a dream I had. And it was just like a, it's like a splash image. Yeah, not crazy of, at all. Of that. And uh, like, this is literally the sketch that I made before I made the model. Like that, that's, that's all it is. It doesn't have to be anything crazy. It can just be scribbles on a piece of paper. As long as you understand what it means, it's, mm-hmm. it's, Good enough, right? Um, <laughs> it's, actually, it's actually a fantastic uh, uh, web comic that drifts around every now and then, like write down your dreams, and then uh, she wakes up in the morning and reads it. It's just like three words that mean absolutely nothing, and then like basically deadpans at the camera. Um, <laughs> yeah. not, not to make light of it, I, I do think it's important to to you know I've I've had stories come straight up from dreams and like woken up and like wrote down. I usually have to write down a little bit more than like three sentences, but um, yeah. you know, there's our dreams exist. For like actually a pretty utilitarian, like a pretty utility reason, you know, they help us compile and compress things that we're like dealing with through through our day to day and so on and so forth. And for for the person who's keyed in on their, you know, paying attention to that stuff, they can help you hone, find inspiration. You know, find inspiration wherever you can find it. Um, is really yeah. a, a big motto here. And uh, yeah, so like the do your little sketches in that, and then what I'll ca- call, I guess, like the armature phase happens where it's like you you find the miniature that you're wanting to convert or change and you hack it into pieces and glue it back <laughs> together in the way that you want and then you fill all your gaps and go from there. And like that process can take longer than the rest of it because a lot of the times the idea that you'll have and the model that you want to use, they don't jive. Like it just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So you have to like, it's a lot of like gluing things together and then ripping them apart and trying again. And like, it's a lot of trial and error, but once you get it to where you're happy with it and an important thing to remember is too, is do not stop until you're happy with it. Like, if you are like, oh, well, that's good enough, when it comes to, like, actually filling the gaps and, like, doing the sculpting and stuff on top, if you're not 100% happy with it, you're not going to finish it. So make sure before you start doing that, you're 100% happy with how it looks. Right. And and all those, whatever imperf- whatever thing you're not happy about, like, you see the, the, the hacking face here. So I'm back to the green stuff image here for, for the audience to see. Um, yeah. 
uh, uh, whatever imperfection you see at that stage when it's like hacked off and you got like the limb dangling off to the side and you're like, I'm going to gap fill that. And I've got a, I've got a Gorgon that I still haven't finished where like I did some stuff with his wrists cause I like, I wanted him throwing the rock like a different way. And so his wrists mm-hmm. are all chopped up and he's, he's I, I was inspired by basketball, so I have him basically in a dunking pose. Um, nice. <laughs> like, um, but, you know, like, his wrists are still off, but but kind of, I that was a little bit of your your advice there, me unintentionally taking it, because, like, I had it where, I had him just holding the rock above his head, and, like, I chipped him a little bit, and I'm like, well, if I'm going to go with, like, I'm trying to repose him, I'm going to go all the way. So, like, right now, he has, like, full-on triangles chunked out of his limbs, and I'm like, one day I'll fill this in, but... Yeah. But if I had kept him at the like, I have no incentive to go back and 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 make that model if I leave him in that sort of like phase I'm not happy with. And by the time you get all the way down to laying paint on it, if you're not, if I had stuck with the not happy, like I didn't go all the way with the dunk motion, you know, I would be mm-hmm. sitting there at painting it and being like, he's not even dunking it right, you know, like it you it just percolate you. Any any hobbyist here, anyone in chat gang can attest, anyone in the world. Uh, you see your imperfections more than anyone else in in art, um, except for a very special type of shitlord on the internet who's like a professional, uh, pi- like professional nitpicker. But you, in 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 the grand scheme of things, you see your imperfections more than anybody else. You know exactly where that brush stroke that you tried to cover up is, and even though you you did a great job to everyone else's eye of fixing it. You, you can see the little smudge, the little evidence. You will always be able to do that with your art. And that goes for the things you're trying to be ambitious and and fill an idea of, too. So it's not just yeah. like, it's not just the imperfections. It's the double-edged sword of, like, I know where I was trying to do something here, and I know where I came short, right? Like, right. so so I think that's useful advice. And Ulf Paints and, uh, and uh, SJ Arcade showing up. OMG, it's that wolf. An honor to hear from you. that your models precede you uh that's how excellent they are yeah um yeah so so i I think that's really good useful advice so so for instance this this shot where it's kind of clipped up we have this this ankle like i can see this ankle kind of hinged a little bit i can see the green stuff starting to come together on the body um and if i advance it one I can see you've got a bang, like the bangle on the ankle the is the ankle's actually reset and kind of flows into like where that was and yeah. uh, was that one of those like you had it hacked apart you knew what, how it was going to come together in the end or or what yeah it's like um like the picture where he's just green stuff there he's not actually attached to the base yet and the okay. foot is actually separate so like what i had to do was like just change the angle on the bottom of the foot a little bit so it would fit on the step properly mm. and then that that changed the angle at the top and then the whole thing like the whole thing got skinned over with like a super thin layer of green stuff so that i could put fur texture on there and yeah it was so like that helped ease that up too so what's the um what's the core model you you were working with on this one i see a uh, i see bellacore for certain Yes, it it's Bellacore. That's it. It's Bellacore and green stuff. Yeah. Bellacore and green stuff. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Is that Bellacore's foot or is that yours? Like that's a. That foot is like uh, something from my bits box. It's probably from a Merce Miniatures, uh, werewolf, like one of their big, huge ones. But uh-huh. yeah, it was it was in my bits box, and it's like that's going to save me some sculpting time. So in it goes. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, this is awesome. So, so I guess knowing knowing that this is Bellacor, when you saw Bellacor, were you like, "I'm going to turn that into something," or was it you got this army and you're like, "I'm going to I'm going to make a werewolf," and you're you're going through and you found Bellacor and you're like, "That's the one." Well, yeah, it it literally went like the Soulblight Grave Grave Lords got announced, and there was talk about this Viracos Wolf Dynasty thing going on, and I was like, "What would a Mortark look for that?" And then I kind of sat sat and stewed on it for a while, and then. Bellacor got announced that he was getting a new model and I saw the base and I saw like him himself. I was like, he's getting turned into a werewolf. Like that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We kind of lost your camera here. Um, but oh. it's like Canadian uh, wilderness uh, that you drag your victims into. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um uh, there we go. You're back now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, this is this is awesome. So, so Bellacor, you, you see Bellacor. I'm turning this into a werewolf. The, the the base. The what percentage do you think is still Bellacor by the time you got through this this wolf? Uh the the base and the sword. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, like they're, like, I get, and his hands, I guess, too. I love, like, I love the ears on this one too, man. These are great. Yeah, like the, uh, I was, I was trying to be like, emulate my favorite parts from the Van Helsing werewolves, and like, he the tall ears and everything. And I wanted him to look regal cause he's a freaking Mortark. So he's got to like, mm-hmm. he's got to look better than, but yeah, it was, I'm really happy with, with how he came out. He's, uh, and the base too. Like the base was a journey and a half cause trying to get the, the actual like base of it to match in with, the stairs that come with Bellacor uh-huh. was a journey. Do you want to take me through that a little bit? Like, what was the, you know, because you have these sort of, like, n- modeled sort of gnarly stairs, you know, like very, very textured um, for what Bellacor stands on, the jagged, like, outcroppings of rocks, and then you have this base that sort of needs to tie it together. How did how did you approach that? Did you print off a resin base? Did you go into it sculpt? What, what did you do? Um, so... GW has a product called Mordant Earth, which I'm sure everybody is familiar with, and uh, it's it's basically crackle medium and paint. And I was like, okay, well maybe this can work. And uh, I tried it on like a a little base by itself, and the cracks just weren't big enough. Like they just uh, like there was cracks there, but they were not on the scale that I needed them to be. Mm-hmm. And uh, Everywhere I looked, it was just like, you got to put it on thick. I was like, okay, so I, I put it on thick. And the cracks got bigger. And it was at that point that, like, the, the like, artist understanding how mediums and surface tension works, like, picked up and was like, you know what? If I put something on the base underneath first before I put this stuff on 
to decrease the surface tension of the base because a GW base has that texture on it. So that's probably stopping it from spreading as far as I want to. Maybe this will work. So I watered down some PVA glue and I laid it down on a base, let it dry, and then I spread a thick layer of this Morden Earth stuff on it and I got the size of cracks I wanted. So I was like, all right, right on. So a whole tub of Morden Earth went down onto the base after the PVA glue and then it was all oil washes after that to get like the turquoise and stuff in there. Well one of one of, I've got a couple of questions here from chat I'll, I'll get to in a second here but but I just want to point out like just sort of in terms of like art what's going like you you have something called the, the Mortark of the Moon. Now the moon isn't physically present on the base but with that turquoise and the sort of glow you got going on like I like I feel the presence of the moon in the model, if that makes sense. And I think that's one of the greatest successes of, of what you did here, by the way. So that that's exactly what I was going for. Thank you. The yeah. uh like it was important to me that like the when you look at or think about the moon, it, to me anyways, it's always had this sort of ethereal nature and like the color of silver, the like the the whole idea behind the color scheme for this was to use a lot of like grays and blacks to sort of emphasize like how clouds sort of move across the moon and they go from this like sort of bright gray to like a black as it passes by type deal yeah yeah so like that's what i was thinking about and then when i was thinking about the ethereal nature of what the moon is to me yeah i was like well ethereal like well what's the most ethereal color i can think of well it's this like nylic oxide like kind of green but still bright like when this guy's feet touches the ground if the ground's gonna crack what color's underneath you know like that yeah. that kind of thought process yeah yeah that's cool yeah, I li I like how like you're the like you're you're talking about and like one thing that's just being hammered in my my head now as you're talking is like where you're drawing inspirations from, and and then thinking about that processing and and then trying to put it on the model and uh you know with obviously your sculpting and then with the paint too and sort of tying the room together. Um, so Ulf Paint, uh, yo yo Shorty Paints, how, how's it going, my friend? Welcome welcome to the stream. Um, Ulf Paints says question for Marok Wolf. Uh, were you a fan of the game Confrontation? This guy is giving me strong Wolfen vibes from that game, which is a high compliment. <laughs> um, I was the guy that, like, admired from afar. Like, when Confrontation was a thing, I was young, and, like, there was no way I was ever going to be able to afford those kind of miniatures. And, like, getting miniatures shipped from somewhere else in the world, like... Our, we have a very small like game store here and like that is not on the list of things that like were included in the game store it's like he had like romance novels and stuff in the back with some board games and like there was warhammer stuff there that's it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and 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 like a smattering of like D, D stuff but that that was it and uh so like you'd go online to see like pictures of painted miniatures so that you could kind of like discern okay, this is how these models should look when I'm done painting them. And you'd see these beautiful confrontation miniatures and these, like, these beautiful Wolfen figures. 
and it was just like that thing that's always out of reach and then they just they they don't make them anymore so yeah interesting yeah um i the, it just you're um sort of recounting your your hobby store experience there it brought a question to my mind do you think having limited access to to like a wide range of minis kind of forced you to get like force you to get innovative with your your art with your minis or or were you going to do that anyway like i i think that was definitely probably part of it like i'm sure subconsciously that was something that was definitely going on it's like well i kind of want this but they don't have that so i'm going to make do with what i got type deal yeah 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 for sure this is what a mo- uh, so old paint sort of followed up there this is what a modern version of that model line would look like imo Getting high Thanks, praise, man. yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's excellent. Um, so, so this, so this one here, like, you've actually included another figure on the base with this, which isn't always necessarily your style, especially, uh, you know, like sort of humanoid, uh, uh, yeah, uh, female here. Uh, what, where did the like, wh- was it early on in your sculpting? You're like, I got to have like, you know, someone on this base with it. Like, when did you decide to do that, and what was the the idea behind that? Okay, um, so the initial idea for the Mortark of the Moon was to be like this sort of Fenrir-esque thing that had like a female vampire on the base with him holding a set of keys that she was meant to like unlock and release him, unleash him upon the world type deal. And like... So like that that idea like as I progressed through the model, like the the miniature that I had originally made for it, it just, it, it wasn't doing it for me. And this goes back to the like, un- work on it till you love it type deal. And uh, I was looking for like something else that would work. And I came across this uh, Lady of the Lake miniature by, uh, oh, I can't remember the name of the company absolutely stunning miniature and i was like that is perfect that exact is exactly what i'm looking for where it's like she's facing the mortark but she's kind of looking over her shoulder like you're fucked <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. and, yeah there's sort uh, of like a threatening like oh you didn't know <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah and then uh and so yeah so i i picked that up and i painted her up and put her on the base and yeah so the that kind of it just completed the whole scene like i was trying when i started this model it was initially meant to be in an army to count as something and it went from being that to just i wanted to make a piece of art that was uh, a scene frozen in time like this is just this is what it is yeah so it 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 went from being a game piece to a piece that I I don't know if I'll ever use, but I'm really happy I made it. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, are you on Instas too, Asus Roybos? I just shared your Twitter with folks. Are you on Instagram as well? Uh, yep, yeah, under the same name. So just Marok Wolf on Instagram. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, Mar- Marok Wolf is one of the one of the people. Who, if you're if you're if you love the hobby itself, and you know you just want to see like some great great figs, um, he should be in your. You should be following him. Um. Like I, I just went to your Twitter to copy your Twitter handle, um, to share it, and I, I glance down and I see this this beastie work in progress, uh, the one with the cloak and the looks like a dagger here. 
or some some, oh, some sort of weapon yeah. about to happen maybe it looks like you're actually oh that's the wire framework you're actually building onto huh yeah 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 that's uh i think it's is it the one with the wolf head with like the, it's got the a, metal helmet on? yeah it's got some helmet around it yeah. um i see a osiarch bone reaper soul gem at the center it uh, looks yeah. like this might actually be catacross's cape it is yeah <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh that is the cursed king and that's gonna be that's a project that's like on the back burner right now because i'm working on some other stuff but uh-huh. uh he is going to be uh essentially on a base with a some sort of wolf dragon thing that's gonna be like a terrorgeist so that'll be my my ghoul king on terrorgeist he had to look sufficiently regal so he's got like this helmet and a, a large flowing cape and <laughs> that's awesome that's <laughs> like you you you've got a wire framework and you've built up uh essentially the the green stuff on top of the framework to get the musculature here which is is green stuff isn't the most intuitive stuff to work with um uh, for as long anyone. as you re- as long as you remember that if you're going to use it the process is slow and you're going to have to like it's not like sculpting with clay like clay you can like add stuff on and then a lot of the time you're just taking that away green stuff is the opposite it's like all additive so like you have to start small and work your way up it's all in like layering over top yeah 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 uh roibos excellent question how do how the hell do you have less than 100 insta followers with this kind of work yeah indeed um, no, I, I I said at the intro, he's he's probably the best green stuff worker I know, like in in North America, if not the world. And um, I mean, he, that is super high praise. <laughs> oh, dude, I mean, you like the thing is, is like you you see like great artists out there, but like when you see great art that also inspires you, that that has a point of view that, I mean, the 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 the, the fur work alone. You know, where you're 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 texturing up this stuff because, like you said, it's an additive process, and it's 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 not that it's unforgiving, but it is a resistant medium. Like green stuff, yeah. kind of hates you <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but maybe that that like that rage that it sends at you is is part of like where the the the, the secret of 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 Maroc Wolf comes from is that <laughs> the rage reflected. Um, yeah. <laughs> Um, man, I just I, like I, I like I like I'm admiring the the wire frame here because you're just you you've built onto it. It's crazy, crazy. So really cool stuff. Um, and the about the the followers thing, it's it's an inconsistency thing. I'm pretty sure. Like I the, the way uh, real life works for me is that like I I don't get to hobby for like months at a time. So it's uh yeah. Got prime time here. This uh, this sort of angelic figure here with the wings. Yeah, this was um, like a turning point for me. I feel like I I did this piece before I did the Mortark of the Moon, and uh, this was kind of where I I started experimenting with my painting, like in terms of like lighting and using different colors as underpainting, but using one like universal highlight tone and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was a story 
as well, like in and itself, like that little snapshot was like a story that I just wanted to tell of like that the the cure for lycanthropy is usually derived from like eating the heart of the one who turned you. So like he's in his hand is the heart of the one who turned him and he's like the angelic wings behind him as he's finally going to be redeemed, right? Like this is the this is the classic werewolf story of redemption. And that's and he's, you know, howling in that yeah. and so this that's why I named this piece Redemption Song. Yeah. Yeah, here we go. The the model being referenced here. I've seen you use these stairs before, by the way. <laughs> it they're they're a great pair of stairs. Like yeah. it's just yeah, great stairs. Uh they're those ones are from Yindrasta, I believe. Yeah. I've I've also used the ones that are on Archeon's base like multiple times. So this is where we do have the the blood back in it. So this must be your flesh eater quartz. Um again. Yeah. 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 What uh where uh what are the wings from? Uh the wings are from Yandrasta. Right on. Yeah, we've got the nice little uh the flowing robes here too. Really like that they're kind of falling down. Yeah. This is cool. Yeah. This is gnarly. You it's an ana anachronistic vampirus. How's it going, my friend? Did you find girl uh okay, so we got a chat uh uh, do you find that green stuff alternatives like Milliput are better or worse? Um, I think that they are different putties used for different things. Um, Milliput is great for gap filling, bulking up your armatures, that kind of thing. Uh, green stuff is great for detail work. Uh, that's why I use it for things like fur and stuff like that. It, it's great at holding detail. Because of a lot of uh, putties, I find when you actually go to like sculpt details into them, sometimes it'll shrink, and it'll it'll that causes your it'll it'll change the look of the details from the time that you actually sculpt it to the time where you're it's actually dry and ready to to be painted things like that. Green stuff doesn't do that. Green stuff just holds its shape. It's a pain in the ass to work with sometimes, but it. It, it does what it, it says on the tin. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's worth it. I mean, I remember uh, the first time I had you on, you kind of like went through like when you would use Milliput versus green stuff. I think you had a third third product you used too sometimes. I can't remember the yep. name. Yeah. You want to you reset that actually just real quick? Kind of like, uh, you know, you know, green stuff versus Milliput versus the third option. I can't recall. Just, just real quick. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, green stuff I'll use for detail work. Uh, it's kind of like think of it as like the last layer of skin that you put on a piece before it's finished. Um, Milliput is typically I'll use it to bulk up my armatures and I'll I'll use it to like do gap filling and stuff because it's very water soluble. So like if you take like a, your sculpting tool or a paintbrush or whatever and dip it in water before you put it on, it'll like melt it. So it'll like it's very easy to fill gaps and sort of blend in all the edges and stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, the third one is Procreate. Uh, it's great for sculpting like anything that's got a hard edge. So like armor, weapons. It's also great for bulking out armatures as well because it 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 cures so rock hard. Like it's it's ridiculous. Like uh, when green stuff cures, it has like a a little bit of like a a bounce to it, I guess. Is it's a little soft. It's still got a little bit of a softness. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Procreate is like pewter. It's 
it's incredible. Like it's, uh, it's, it's almost jarring. Cause like you go to touch it and you know, it's putty, but it's like, this is way harder than it should be. <laughs> right. Especially, especially when you're like used to working with green stuff. Uh, there's also brown stuff, which is another form of like milliput, which is basically the same as procreate. Like it's really good at holding hard edges and stuff. So it's also really good at, for like armor plates and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I've, I've learned over the years now too, that like all of these putties, you can actually like mix together to like give you different properties. Like procreate is like super, uh, dense and hard to mix, like actually physically hard to mix. But if you mix a little bit of green stuff in with it, it softens and it still holds that super hard edge. So it's like you get kind of the best of both worlds. And if you take Procreate and mix it with like Milliput or like any of the other ones, it actually decreases the curing time as well because Procreate's curing time is lower than the others. So like you can decrease substantially decrease it from like the 24 to 48 hour mark to like under 12. So you have this like in- incredible wealth of knowledge. I mean, if only there's like some sort of like YouTube channel where you share some of your tips and tricks that you can tell you can tell chat gang about right now. I, I'm I'm not condoning this because I'm not consistent enough in posting on it. So there is a YouTube channel there uh, under Maroc Wolf that you can go and subscribe to, but I'm not guaranteeing content <laughs> because I I can't. There is a a fair few videos on there right now 14, that like. Yeah can help you uh sort of move along your sculpting journey or whatever it is you're looking to do and uh if you need help with stuff i you can email me like it's not it's not difficult i'm i might not get to you right away but i will answer your questions yeah yeah you 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 fall into that trap i do with we're both uh blue collar slobs so we just disappear for a particular season in the year and we're just like so yeah, no. Consistency is is like one of the big keys to uh, to success in the internet content game. Unfortunately, right? Like so, but yeah. no, they're they're great videos. I know I'm gonna have to be like resetting a couple of them uh, here pretty soon as this project uh, continues. Um, <laughs> honestly, I'm not gonna watch the videos again. I'm just gonna like message you and be like, "Hey, Marok, I want to do this," and you're just gonna tell me. <laughs> watch it twenty. Whichever works. Whichever yeah. works. Yeah. 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 Right on. Um, and then uh, anachronistic vampire brown stuff L O M or L M A O. Because by the way, I'm four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you, chat gang. The show within the show. Never you never disappoint. Thank you so much. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. So. Yeah. I, th- I think we kind of like addressed. You know. Uh, I guess talking about this. Um, do you have all, do you, have you had a, like a list hammered in my, in mind? Do you know where you're going? Like, do you have it all planned out or is it a little bit more like, uh, in writing we have something called pantsers and we've got, what is it? Planners and we got pantsers is what they called. Call yeah. Them. Um, so. right now I'm kind of just like building things. I had like, I had a list like kind of nailed down where it was like basically all dire wolves and Raducar the beast with some like of the um what are they called bloodborne or yeah yeah they're pretty gnarly yeah with some of them in there as well yeah, yeah man 
Oh, those models are so dynamic. Like, yeah, they're, they're really so cool. good. Uh, whatever happened to Curse City, I will forever feel pain in my soul because I we like I, I know that we were getting more, you know? I just know yep. it. Yeah. Uh, so. And, like, the dynamism that these models have, it just it, it angers me even more that they they didn't go full hog on the on the werewolf game. It's like you you guys dipped your toe. You should have just leaned full in like deep dived. <laughs> the man or the a man and his dogs list, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A hunting party. Um <laughs> um yeah no so you actually when i when i asked you to come on for this episode uh i had two jokes uh one was an underworld's joke um which is where if anyone's wondering where the title comes from uh bat plus wolf equals blue uh yeah. uh spoilers uh when you combine a vampire and a werewolf uh it you just get a blue human that's uh yeah. that's what happens uh this you, is you you get nightcrawler without a tail yeah. yep <laughs> <laughs> uh end of end of underworlds um but no you actually said um that you had sort of a like kind of like a hot take you wanted to go in here with with the wolves and stuff like that if 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 you have the stage my friend the digital soapbox is yours yeah like okay so like gw has kind of like dipped its toe into the werewolf thing like a couple of times they had the yeah. uh the chaos what were they um the... uh skin wolves skin wolves yeah yeah kind of had an Go ahead, go ahead. I had an army of them. Like, I, I went that route. And, uh, but is, again, it's just one unit. You're, you're just dipping your toe. Mm-hmm. Now we have a whole dynasty of vampires who are, like, apparently just akin to the wolf and have... They have paws, man. Like, <laughs> this, this was the opportunity to, like, really go for it to like just just dive right in like it doesn't even you don't need to have a whole brand new army that's a werewolf army you can put it under the soul like rave lords i mean in most lores werewolves and vampires kind of go hand in hand anyway yeah the pop culture like there's something you know there's this this sort of like continuum of mythology to pop culture that exists throughout just human history and werewolves and 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 vampires have sort of like they've just linked up and become pop culture together regardless and there there have been some you know shared mythologies too with you know lycanthropy and and vampirism and stuff like that and but but it, it but i don't want to split hairs on like ancient mythology and and anger a bunch of like smarter nerds than me um but now in the pop culture sphere, like they're they're kind of inextricably linked. And Games Workshop, they like I don't want to say they dipped a toe in they they like planted a foot in it, like just one whole actual foot this time with Virgos, right? Yeah. Um, like, like where they they really did. Well, I'll let you continue. So yeah, they like you said they they put their foot in, but like what they should have done is just dived right in head first, like. And if if they needed proof, they're like, well, we don't think that that's what people want. If you look at the response to the Mortark of the Moon, like, there is no question about it. People want this. Like, it is a thing that the community wants to see. And, like, they could, it could have been so good. Like, they could have, 
like the, the things that GW is coming out with now, like <laughs> oh, no. it would have it would have been amazing. <laughs> What's happening? Uh, Ulf Paint says GW will give us disappointment wolves, tidy chaos dwarf wolfmen, and then be puzzled why everyone hates them. No, <laughs> no, please uh, no. <laughs> no, no. I need more Baba Yaga Grandma Wolf. Me too, Lord Whale. Me too. Like. Like, Belladama as, like, a feature character in the lore, like, the way, like, Lady Olander shows up and just every time she shows up in a story, she just, she slaps shit. It's amazing. Every single time. Mm-hmm. Like, she dusted the last Celestant Prime. Like, just, just dusted him. Um, I want to see that with, like, Belladama showing up in the lore and taking a prominent. Like, Radiker is cool. And I like what they were kind of where they were going with Curse City that we'll never know. Where we have this like evolving plot, and then he shows up in the mortal realms, and it was adding flavor to Shayish, which was important because like we like we we know about Asya kind of in a past tense, and we know about Asya via the arc terminus in the eight points. Sorry, the seven points because we have one of them now. Suck it, Archeon. Um, <laughs> but um. It, but we, we don't really know what, like, Shayishian culture is really like, or what, like, a city in Shayish might be like. I've got stories of, like, ancestors living with their, like, with with their, like, their current line of kin and stuff, and I think that's super cool, and, like, like I want more of that. And obviously, like, I'm a death nerd, so, like, that's gonna, you know, obviously I want more of that. But we started to get that a little bit with with the Vircos, especially via, like, Radiker and, and the Cursed City and so on and so forth. Because, like, Cursed City isn't in Shayish. The city is... Uh, Ulfenkarn is in Shayish. And it started out, like, ca- like with real and actual, like, chill citizens who ended up prey to one tyrant. Another tyrant shows up and just, like, yeah, I'll get I'll get your old crappy tyrant out. And, like, so there's, like, there's good people in Shayish, right? Like, there's 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 actual inhabitants. It's not just an entire realm of, you know, multitudinously worshippers of, of, of Nagash and, like, okay, uh, worship, you know, you're done with your worshipping Nagash shift, uh, now go and build a, build a mausoleum to his greatness, and then, oh, mausoleum break, uh, you know, worship him some more, and if you drop dead, if you drop dead while working, then, uh, Guess what? No, you don't need those uh, worship breaks anymore. Like, yeah. it's not just that as far as the eye can see anymore. It's it, like they're they're starting to populate. And so I thought that was really cool. And like having more Belladama, which doesn't just speak to like the city, but like the sort of nature of the Vircos, I think is really cool. Because like Radiker is just kind of like one of their public figures. I get yeah. the feeling that Bella Dama is like kind of the main one, and I want to know more about her and more of like her world and and stuff because I feel like her world is just is just infinite, you know. Yeah, like she she to me feels like, well, she is. It's it's what she is. She is the the like the bedtime story that parents tell to make their kids behave, like that. That's what she is. She is Baba Yaga. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for real. And, uh, like, there, there's so much about her that we still want to know. That We'll, we'll never explain it all, but do show me more of her doing right. stuff, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. But, like, just the fact, like, the, the simple story of, like, her saying no three times to this little girl who was begging for for food because her family was starving and then she turned them into wolves and they devoured like the town. 
Oh, they weren't they weren't starving anymore. Like little stories like that. Like yeah. I want more of that. Yeah, yeah, that's gnarly. What? So I guess um, you know what we want more of with Belladama is is it can Games Workshop redeem themselves and and go full wolf with with Soulblight Gravelords yet? Is there you know can they do a future release and like oh crap like here's some here's some model like here's some model range like pure wish list like can they like what does it take? To, to get Maroc Wolf, apart from uh, apart from Games Workshop hiring you uh, on their sculpt team for all their wolves and stuff, um, what is what 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 would it take to 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 be that head first in? Like, is it a unit of just a hero that's a full on werewolf? A couple like units here. What would it take? I guess. Uh, I think it would take it would take a hero. Like, obviously, they're going to need a leader who isn't Belladama because she like. Well, she's not full werewolf. She's she, just she's a vampire halfer. Yeah, but uh, it would take like a hero, and I think a unit that is um, like not Vargasir, but like crypt horror size, like, like that sort of, of like like unit of three, and yeah, it's like three. like like a three block of like literal werewolves. Yeah, it, that's what it would take. That's it. Two two units. Well, a, well, two a unit kits and a hero. Yeah, so yeah. like two kits basically, and like and play, it would play in Vircos still, and like all Vircos necessary Vircos keywords and and so on and so forth. Yeah, that that would be it, and I would be all in. Like that would be it. Yeah, yeah, cool. I mean, obviously, I mean, this is really it, it's 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 cool to me because like not only uh, Travis uh, here in chat, uh, kicker, he he's he um you know, really wanted vampire, like the vampire range to be like the vampires, right? And he went out and just made vampires too. And, and you're going to always make werewolves. And I get the feeling that even if they make a unit of werewolves and a, and a, a, a werewolf hero, you're, you're still going to have something to say about that with green stuff, you know? Um, but there's, there's that extra bit where like, yeah, you make your army, you put yourself on the table, but you still want that like acknowledgement from the rules side that you're not just like living in fantasy land you want it to be you know real yeah. in the game and codified in the game and i think that's important um you know i think there's a i, I am a, a pretty big stand for like going going as far as you can with your hobby and and making you know if you don't see something make it and i i'm a huge advocate for that because you know i'm a, a, a dirty anarchist and i think you have to control your fate and stuff but um but there's there's still that part of me that you still need to feel validated. You need to feel seen. You need to feel like, like, yeah, not only did you get to like, you know, you know, like not only did you make your own thing, but also like, here's rules for it. And, you know, and yeah. here's rules that say you're a goddamn werewolf and, you know, shit like that. Yeah. Um, um yeah. Ulf, go ahead. Sorry. The, uh, the number of responses that I got when the Mortark of the moon came out that were like, we need rules for this. Like right now <laughs> was, uh, pretty hefty like it was uh the response was r ridiculous <laughs> That's, like like white dwarf article you get the uh the chuck moore the chuck moore treatment where like his tay rathy like tay rathy is in the lore right now and they see your more talker of the moon and they're like they just kind of like copy your homework you know <laughs> like and like more <laughs> yeah. we've got our next more and like more talker of the moon comes out and it's got rules and stuff or they release a white dwarf and they're like yeah yeah big werewolf <laughs> like it's <laughs> yeah. got rules or something like like i would totally be fine with that from 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 warrock wolf <laughs> like, <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Uh, Travis here says, seeing Maroc Wolves, uh, Maroc's Wolves, that's a fun little tongue twister, uh, work gave me uh, motivation to try my vampires. So. Thanks, man. That's awesome. Yeah, and I know that uh, you've you've been in in uh, in concert with uh, with Sean uh, Sean B or Sean Zor on Twitter uh, down in Australia, who also does some pretty heavy conversion. Not so much on the green stuff side of things, but he does do a lot of like heavy conversions and sort of resculpts and stuff. With um, you know, I, he he had the genius idea of taking Nagash's books and putting them in a halo behind him, and I'm just like, God damn it, that's like it's so yeah. perfect. I'm like, why didn't I think mm-hmm. of that? And I'm like, like, duh. It was, it was so great. But yeah, um, yeah. His his painting and like his modeling has come so far in the last year. It's it's insane. Like he's putting out some amazing stuff right now. He like, was he just post. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, he just posted a picture of uh, Marathi that he's working on right now. Like just her face, and it's it looks incredible. It's like full on Death Clock vibes. It's great. Mm. Crackish. Yeah. Yeah. Um no, he's he's got some great stuff. Like I'm I'm so happy we stole him. Oh, we lost Marok. I'm gonna have to uh that uh, Canadian wilderness in, uh interwebs. Um let's see. Uh Anachronistic Vampire says, I'll be honest, I just want vampires with a bunch of wolfies. Um There we go. Um so you're you're kind of like a piece then, aren't you, vampires? Like because you can just like you have a bunch of you got vampires and you can like throw out some dire wolves and like you can grab a belladama and a radiker. Um So I'm I'm a little bit like I'm with you, but like I also want everyone to have their thing. I don't think I, I, this is a complex take. There's a there's a couple different things to get across here in this take. So I'm gonna I'm gonna explore them all since I got on this path to eat for time, but then Mara came back instantly. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I want an army for everyone, not an army made for everyone. If that makes sense. I don't want them to do like a, a, an army that like, Oh, it can, you know, it's, it, it appeals to the lowest common denominator of anyone who possibly like where they sit there and they make every army with every person in mind. And they're just like, well, we got to have something for this person and something for that person and something for that person. And they just go down and they they do that until it has no identity or no meaningful focused identity. I don't like that. It's, it's part of the reason why I've always kind of had a secret vendetta against Cities of Sigmar, in addition to the fact that they're the gross good guys. Um, <laughs> but but um, uh, but I like when they when they made these vampires, I, I don't feel like they made like the vampires like they're like, well... There's people out there who don't play vampires, but if we make these like really normal vampires and we make these, the, and th- we can get them to all come play vampires. You know, like this idea that each army release has to appeal to everybody so they can sell the most they possibly can. I don't like that. I like it when they have a strong identity. But when I see holes in in the market for armies that like don't exist, and like my friends especially, or the the people I like that I, to- I talk to the most, I, like, hear them constantly talking about it, and I'm like, yeah, why isn't that army here for them? Like, it doesn't need to be for me. Like, but you've got this, you know, $5 billion company, and that's after operational costs, so it's like, they're, they're something, there's something like a $35 billion company all in, but $5 billion after operational costs is, like, insane. Uh, Wizards of the Coast doesn't do that. Apple doesn't do that. Okay? Insane. All right? Um, like, where is the... You know, where is the Chaos Dwarf army 
that feels like a shoe in for AOS for for me. Like it doesn't need to be Chaos Dwarves with some of their problematic elements ported over from from Warhammer Fantasy. But you could make a Doom Train heavy artillery dwarf army that sometimes like high five some like genies and shit, and it'll it'll work. You know, like yeah. it, it, you can do the KOS or the the uh, the KO thing with like a with evil dwarves, you know, or evil dwarves, right? You could do something like that, or chaos dwarves, or even make them destruction. I think uh, uh, one new destruction faction that isn't just orcs and goblins and shit is awesome. They need to do that. I would love to see them move away from, like, traditional fantasy tropes as destruction and, like, force of nature, like, you know, really lean into, like, chaos, the, 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 the realms in the mortal realms revolting against you style or harnessing the realms hating that you're here style destruction. I would love I would, to see something like that. Go, like I a, would. Go ahead. That, that idea right there, like, of taking, like, the just the idea of, like, the chaos dwarf thing plus destruction so now you have this like mad max (laughs) doom train traveling through the mortal realms that their entire purpose is just to destroy the cities that sigmar has built yeah yeah like yeah they don't care an army yeah they don't care about the chaos gods like they're they're not in for that crap they're just like yo this is primal primal gurian turf and they just drive doom train through like uh, through a city of sigmar that mm-hmm. army kind of writes itself doesn't it like i would love to yeah. see that like they have they have like shrapnel monsters that instead of like like rail guns and instead of firing like you know like big molten shells of stuff they're launching like endless spells and or elementals at you like that's what they just the aos is the place to do this crazy stuff and, and they're actually doing it from like the back of a literal doom train. Yeah, like they travel around the realms on like a, a train. Well, <laughs> like there's um so, so there's um uh ID, ID, IDK have the the Aether Sea, which is how they can always show like because the Aether Sea tie can just come in and it's like it's extra planar. You can do something like that with a doom train. It doesn't need to be on tracks. Like it can be on. Mm-hmm. Primal energies, ley lines. Like there's a ley line train in in rifts. One of my favorite RPGs, like, you could easily have something like that. Like, it's it's piloted on, it's magic, I don't gotta explain shit. Like, just, it's on magic tracks, whatever. Like, there's yeah. lightning rails in Eberron. Like, they can ride the lightning, too, which makes it even more heavy metal. Has a good counterpoint with, with, uh, with Stormcast Eternals. You can even tie it into Stormcast Eternals, particularly hate the Doom Train Dwarves. Because, like, they harness their lightning powers... Or they're like they're like stealing their lightning powers and the same stuff their shit functions off of to have their doom trains work. Uh, Games Workshop hire me. I have infinite ideas. Like, <laughs> um, yeah. So, but yeah, give like give everyone like the the flavor to choose from. Like, let them pick that stuff. And there's just there's some gaps in AOS right now. Like some glaring gaps for me. Um, I it, werewolves feels like one of them. It, it, when I'm looking at like. Death. If I zoom in on death specifically right now, I feel like death mages aren't represented properly. Um, like they're they're just an aside to everything else going on. Like you have a necromancer in your army, and like we don't even have like uh, the Legion of Sacrament anymore. Like that's just gone, right? Mm-hmm. So like Archon's Legion is gone. It, he feels like he shouldn't even be in in the Osiarch Bone Reaper book. I understand why he is like he gets gifted a Legion of a Thousand or whatever, um, the Null Myriad, blah de blah. But that feels like that's his supplement, not his main duty. 
You know, like he just has this. So he should like there should be the Death Mages book. Arch Archon should be pulled out of the Ossiarch Bone Reapers book, put in the Death Mages book as one of like three different Mortarks that are in that one, right? And you know they make they make a Mortark of the Moon and no they they make him for <laughs> for vampires, but like they make a Mortark of something because we have one unrevealed and Archon goes in that book with his Death Mages and Legion of Sacrament again. And then he has a special allegiance rule where he can take one and four OBR units. And so, like, he's a unique snowflake because he's the only person on the planet that can ally with Ossiarch Bone Reapers. Remember, we can't ally with shit. Like, that would be an excellent design space to put Arch Archon back in that would give him some proper identity that would allow Ossiarch Bone Reapers to stop having to accommodate for him when we're making our rules to be balanced. Like, right. Nagash costs a thousand points. I'm not worried about him throwing the swing of an army, like out of out like completely out of whack, right? Like, cause he costs a thousand points. It's just mm -hmm. it, you, you whatever combos you could set up in in that book. But Archon can just kind of go in any list, and you have to always be aware of that. Yeah. So. So yeah. Um. Oh, this is what we're doing. We're we're uh, we're chaos magicians here. If you've read uh uh Grant uh. Uh, Grant Morrison, and you're familiar with with Chaos Magic. Uh, uh, that's what we're doing. We're we're speaking our will to the universe and uh, making it known, uh, <laughs> so that it will crystallize into reality. Um, I'll be honest. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I'm totally good with Viracos how it is. Um, give me a multitude of flavors to choose from. 100. percent uh, I think the only thing I find lacking in Soul Blight is Legion of Blood being so lacking. That's. I mean, you're not wrong. I want a court of vampires. Leading legions of skelly men, based. Um, <laughs> um, agreed. Uh, no notes. Uh, Lord of Whale destruction needs more faction variety. Yep. Um, you need to speak the tiny dwarf wolfman. No. <laughs> like Peter Dinklage plus Boris Karlov. I don't know about that. Yeah, more Tark of Doom. Whatever it is. Yeah. So I I, I think um a more Tark of Flesh or something like that because like I want flesh golems and mummy mum mumras and shit. To be in in death, that's that's the gap I see in one of the gaps I see in death is is um you know death mages. We just don't have death mages and mortals. You know you know yeah. there's death cultists. There's people who worship death, right? Yeah, that is like the perfect opportunity to bring that stuff in. Too. Yeah, yeah. So like that's the big gap I see in 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 death. Um, werewolves. So this is why like this is really interesting. Like I I I'm with you. But I feel like there'd be pushback from the community, like werewolves belong with vampires. I, we've already talked about it a little bit, but can you elaborate a little? Because you're the biggest werewolf stand I know, and we're supposed to be enemies. Because I'm like yeah. more of a vampire stand. I mean, t t Galaxy Brain, I'm a, I'm a demi lich. I can possess whatever form I need to to be undead <laughs> and a lich. Come on, like pathetic vampire versus werewolf fight. But for purpose of this discussion, I'm the I'm the vampire stand. Um, what? Like, 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 I guess, why are you cool with them being, like, why why are you cool with, like, the Vir... Is it, did Virko sell you on it? Have you all, like, you talk, like, yeah, vampires and, and, and werewolves have always kind of been linked, but they're often against each other. Yeah. So, so it feels like kind of a big, a big sell to be like, yo, werewolves are the death, are, are a death faction. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? I feel like we kind of, we glossed over that some. I feel like we got to start somewhere, right? Okay. So I feel like it starts with them being there and then it's slowly becoming a break off. Okay. 
to what i have no idea but i i feel like it would it would start there sort of under the the fist and control of nagash i feel like they would be used as sort of that big ass shock troopers right like just going to tear shit up yeah they're 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 the hounds that guard the doors to the gate right like Mm -hmm. um but i feel like the whole like trying to control nature thing would come in eventually right like uh, nature wins every time so and go ahead keep up yeah i i feel like uh that is like the track where Nagash is headed already. Like where like you, you can try and change Shyish and like bend it to your will and everything. And like, I understand like he's the, the God of death and everything, but the realms are the realms like they're, I, I think that's in the lore for everybody too, by the way, I think that's a truth of the yeah. mortal realms. And I think that like Nagash, we, we've, we get it a little bit more because we've had his POV for the soul wars arc and now he's receding a little bit i think compelling stories in the mortal realms or compelling stories told in the mortal realms should deal with that exact theme you're talking about is like all of the like like y'all are guests in the mortal realms right like the people Mm -hmm. who stand the best chances of like of like making it in the mortal realms aren't the ones trying to conquer them they're the ones trying to like live with them right and and i i i like kind of where you're going with this because to my mind, like, one, it long-term storytelling, which is bitchin', like, hell yeah. But you also set up, because for, like, initially I felt like werewolves as a destruction faction would work pretty decently. But then I was, like, talking about that, and I heard, like, the pushback I got was, like, we don't want the furry army. Like, and that's what, like, everyone thought would happen. It was, like, it'd just be, like, a bunch of furries. You'd have, like, all the different, like, furry archetypes. And by the way, I don't... I don't. I don't diss on furries. That ain't my style. Um, I some of my best friends are furries. Um, <laughs> it's not. It's, I know I'm quoting the meme, but it's not a meme. I, I really do. Like I went to a BronyCon once to set up a video game room, and like I, I got to be amongst the furries, and I'm like, you know, the only community that the alt right didn't infiltrate of all the nerddoms, and they tried really hard. Furries. You want to know why? Because you don't fuck with furries. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but uh but no the pushback I got was like we don't want like now you got to have fox kin and 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 you know elk kin and were boars and I don't think you need that personally like I got that no. wasn't my pitch but that was the pushback I got. See, I feel like you just keep them in in death. Okay. Like so like instead of like the whole nature versus Nagash thing, like the the realms versus the people trying to control them. I feel like initially they would be like I said, the hounds that guard guard the gates, and then eventually over time, it's just like they're they're fucking wild animals. So instead of becoming sort of this like army of werewolves under Nagash, well, now it's this army of werewolves under Shaiish. That's cool. It's no longer under his ultimate control, right? It's mm. under... It, they work for the realm. That's and metal. Then it sort of becomes this, like, werewolf the apocalypse type deal where it's like they are 
bringing everything back to the natural order. Well, they're they're, they're eco terrorists, right? Like they're they're right. they're entropy itself, right? Like yeah. you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Tomb Dad, how's it going, my friend? Um, yeah, no, I I actually really like that. I I like because like I'm for a Nagashus Iron Fist over over all of the death factions, but I know a lot of people have a criticism that they um um that they they don't like death being Nagashus Monolith. And that's a way to like appease that. Like you, you flesh eater courts kinda, right? Yeah. Like and uh and um Soul Blight a little bit. Like Soul Blight have will, but their gift, their curse comes from Nagash, so in an ultimate sense, he controls like he controls their, their ultimate fate, whatever that may be. And we don't know. And nor should we ever, by the way, Games Workshop. Like we just need to have it teased every now and then, but you never explain all your mysteries. Don't ever explain it. We don't need to know. Um, it's fine. I'm actually wearing my Manfred did nothing wrong shirt right now. Uh, compliments of Clint Harold. Uh, beautiful. Um, beautiful. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so like, I, I like I, that gives some people who don't like the, the Nagashian monolith thing, you know, his, 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 I, I like there to be diversity within like all, like all of the GAs in a, in a sense. And, even if Nagash is a nerd, uh, he is he is shyish, and setting up a plot where you're 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 kind of doing like an Underworlds thing, right? Like Underworld slash Van Helsing, the movie from what was that twenty two thousand four or whatever two thousand six somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, I I like both of them. I haven't watched all the Underworld stuff, but they're fun. I give them a yeah, point. it's fun. Van Helsing was like the greatest werewolf movie of all time to me. Damn, that's a bold like, claim. Like, I I used the the gif I used for for advertising tonight's show was the Van Helsing werewolf and I did that on purpose because yeah. it was the ears but yeah <laughs> um go ahead go ahead yeah the uh, to me like that strain of like the mythos and how it was represented in the movie is why it makes it the greatest werewolf movie of all time to me that's kind of like, awesome. Okay, I mean, this gives me a great opportunity to go top off my wine if you want to reset that and why you think that. Okay. You can say, do a quick plot synopsis and say what it is. Because I, I, I think I know where you're going with this. And, like, at the time, it was trendy to hate on it because it's like a summer blockbuster movie and you always kind of make fun of those experiences. But, like, upon reflection... It's so awesome. Like it's like he start Van Helsing starts out hunting like Doctor Jekyll, Mister Hyde, and then like yeah, but now it's time for your worst foe ever, fucking Dracula. Uh, it's it's Dracula's brides are I think kind of the coolest they ever were. Like as long as you accept that the like the science is garbage and it's just there for the set pieces, then you have a lot of fun with it. And why yeah. do nerds have to nitpick bad? science in clear fantasy movies all the time i don't i'll never understand it it's like people arguing over like over falling damage in, in dungeons and dragons there's a fucking dragon flying oh man. why is this the line than the sand you're picking right now yeah <laughs> yeah but terminal velocity and mass i'm like shut up shut up right now it's 20d6 right. shut up <laughs> do not start with me yeah <laughs> yeah but i could survive pretty easy some people fall survive falls it's fine i don't care <laughs> yeah. Fun out of That's... ten, exactly. So yeah, uh Van Helsing, like and and so on and so forth. Well I, I yeah. Okay. So uh the reason why Van Helsing is the greatest werewolf flick of all time. <laughs> yeah. Um 
All right. So the the main reason why I believe this is because of the way that they were represented in the movie, where it's like they weren't the main thing, but they were such a threat when they were initially whenever they were in any scene in the movie, it was like shit was about to go down the way that they they visualized and like implemented the transformation sequences were on point the way the werewolves looked to begin with were stunning like to to this day to me they're still the best representation of a werewolf in a movie um the the lethality the the overall like they they are literally a force of nature the the fact that it took a werewolf to actually finish off the big baddie. Like all, all of these things just culminate in it. it it's a werewolf love letter. Like it's, it, it's a great movie and the greatest werewolf movie of all time for those specific reasons that I listed. Um, also just the fact that there's, there's three different kinds. So like you get to see three different iterations of like the same curse being bestowed on three different people and how those three people reacted to the curse differently. So there's that aspect too. Also the fact that they somehow in this amalgamation of like all of the famous Hollywood monsters tied all of their stories together in a way that semi made sense which is like a super hard thing to do like you got frankenstein dracula and the wolfman and somehow taking those three monsters and tying the three of them together to make just this amazing story where Dracula has kids and he's trying to bring them back to life and he needs Frankenstein to do it. And oh, by the way, there's a monster hunter in there and he like, he's a werewolf now. (laughs) (laughs) And and coincidentally, that's the only way Dracula can die. Like just all of those things together, put it on the pedestal that it deserves to be on without like, overstepping it and making it all about that well it it just it lived in its in in the in its mythos right it reveled in it um, yeah which was like kind of commendable at the time it, it really good action set pieces too like with the painting and stuff like you know like little nod to like you know stepping through the painting and like there were some really cool things in that that were just excellent set action set pieces um see i don't think of it as a werewolf movie but That's like what makes it so good that's why it's the best werewolf movie. <laughs> because a like a werewolf movie should never be just about the werewolf. Like mm. it's 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 that duality, right? You have okay. to have that, which it did have, but it's also how the creature affects everything around it and mm-hmm. the impact that it has on the other things, which is like I love every 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 scene that a werewolf is in in that movie, shit's about to go down like right now. Mm-hmm. 
and you you can see its impact on the on all of the characters that are in the scene with it like it it massively affects everyone around it and that is what that creature is it's a terrifying thing that is going to eat you and rip you apart it mm-hmm. should have that like visceral well, impact it's interesting because like it also it, it because their plot the the plot in in Van Helsing as far as the werewolves go is they're sort of like there's a tragedy to them, you know, like a, like a, they are monsters, but there's a sort of sympathy to them that you, you don't necessarily have for like, say Dracula himself. I don't think there's really like, yeah, it sucks. Like he, he's, his species is all, there's some, I guess now there's a lot of tragedy to him too, but like, it's the Thanos kind of like, dude, you could just snap your fingers and have things be awesome instead too. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, no, nothing against Thanos. I actually dig Thanos too, but like uh, again, there's there's a there's limits to sympathy for villains. I, I want to say, and and with the with the werewolves, I think there's like a good well of sympathy. But they're also for as power raw, like how much raw power a werewolf has. Uh, in a lot of the good werewolf media, I find that there's almost a like a tragedy in one hand, and then also sort of an underdog, pardon the pun, sort of an underdog vibe to them too, like. Mm-hmm. You know, that's something that Underworld did kind of decently where there was essentially a, like werewolves were an underclass that served vampires and they like they start they start to like fight back before they recognize that all hierarchy sucks ass and they should like all work together because like fuck hierarchy and shit. But um, no, like they're sort of set up as like an underdog, even though they're like the crypt, they end up being like Dracula's like like kryptonite in the end or whatever. So like there's a there's a cool vibe there. Um, yeah, it's well, I think it, it comes from the human aspect of them right like the there's that like yeah you've got all this raw power and stuff but like the pain of the transformation and having to go through like your bones literally changing shape like Mm -hmm. ripping through your own skin that kind of deal and then going through that and then just not having control over what you're doing I think not having control is terrifying, right? Like a, yeah. like a human level, it's it's terrifying to us. Um, yeah, yeah, cool, absolutely, cool. Um, now my my favorite werewolf movie for people who are curious. Um, I I stand Van Helsing. The, in this household, we we stand Van Helsing. It's a great flick. Um, go back and watch it now if you're not as much of a cynical nerd as you were when you were young. If you thought it wasn't good, just go in open mind. Like fun is the goal. Go in and remember fun, right? Um. Same, I haven't watched all the Underworlds, but I, I I still enjoyed the first one. It was a really good attempt at making Vampire the Masquerade the movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> it didn't succeed, but it, it was it was a decent attempt. Um, it's fun. Turn your brain off. Uh, enjoy Vamp- uh, Underworlds. Um, Van Helsing I enjoy unironically though. Like, I really do. It's just it's just a fun movie. Like the same way I like the Constantine movie they made. It is not my Hellblazer. It is not my. But Neo versus the Matrix is a great film. Or, or uh, Neo versus Hell is a great film. Excellent film. 10 out of 10. <laughs> Constantine is like one of my like like top 20, I'd say. Really? That's awesome. I I love that flick. Man, The uh, I remember being in the theater with my best friend and his, his mom actually came to see it with us. And she was in tears during the scene where he goes to Hell. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, she was literally in tears and wanted to leave because she grew up like Catholic, like actually went to Catholic school, mm-hmm. and that is like exactly what they 
described hell to be to her, which is like this flip twisted shell. The, this like yeah. this nightmare shell, yeah. I mean, it's it's got like some Silent Hill vi- like the the Silent Hill visions of purgatory are kind of in there. Um, yeah. Uh, Peter Starmer's portrayal of of the devil is gotta be like if if not like number one portrayal of the devil in film it's 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 so fucking close to the top as to it might yeah. as well be one you know like, there's a couple couple of like really standout devils in in stuff and like Stormares has got to be the best it's so good yeah. it's like so the with the fucking white suit and, and like the tar and yeah. but the tar feet yeah like oh man it's so good and like the way he talks and and like the fucking he's sweating it's so good um, no, I, I really liked Constantine. Uh, it was one of my like uh, movies. I uh, so Insomnia. It's one of my Insomnia flicks. I'll like mm-hmm. I'll put it on like when I'm like I I can't I have like nothing left in the tanks and like I just want to like have something on. Uh, Doctor Imp. Even and everyone just got here and you're talking werewolves. Hell yeah. Where does Teen Wolf fall? Michael J. Fox at his prime. Uh, you know I I uh, I fuck with Teen Wolf. It's I mean you know 80s chicanery. You you pretty much can't get it. You know. Uh, it's basically a John Hughes, uh, basically a John Hughes flick with a werewolf. Like, yep. What's wrong with that? Absolutely <laughs> like, nothing. Yeah. Um, like, I, I, I hate how like self-important nerdery has become. You know, like there's this like pretentiousness to to being nerds that I I don't like. I can talk some pretentious art. Don't get me wrong. Like, I can get really pretentious with, with whatever it is. But like, I'm not expecting everything to be on that same level. I can analyze stuff at. Oh, that's a chonky doggo. <laughs> ten out of ten would pet. Um. Uh, no. Uh, yeah. So I, I like I like you. I don't know if you you uh tried to fuck with me with Teen Wolf there, but uh, I actually liked it. I loved it. It's got the uh uh. Do you love me? Do you love me? And he's got yeah. the bad. I mean, it's basically just Sam Raimi's uh Spider Man. Yep. It's it's literally just. Like Michael J. Fox being a being a wolf dude, like yeah. it's it's like it, yep, it checks all the boxes of everything you would expect that movie to be. <laughs> like yep, you you pick up the tin, and like you look yep. what it's is advertised on the tin, and you're like yep, that's everything that they advertised on the tin. Yeah. Um, it, <laughs> uh, my, like, go ahead. Is he uh, is he riding a skateboard? Yep. Is he playing basketball? Yep. Okay. Well, yeah. That's that's all the boxes. <laughs> yep. Like, does he at some point become a werewolf? Yep. Right here, and then he plays basketball while being a werewolf. Great. Practical yep. effects, by the way, weren't weren't that bad either. They uh, went for the with a classic Wolfman, like the the from the uh, the Silver Age, like the yep. super classic. So, like, you're not gonna hear me dissing on 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 the practical facts either, like. Uh, yeah, I I could I could fuck with uh, Michael J. Fox's Teen Wolf. I don't know anything about the CW one they tried. I have no clue, no care to care. Um, but yeah, Mike, we talk to Michael J. Fox. Hell yeah. Um, my favorite werewolf movie is is Dog Soldiers, um, Scottish Joint. Yep. Um, the the inevitability of that film and the atmosphere, and if they didn't call it Dog Soldiers and I didn't look for it on purpose. Because I was looking for a werewolf film, um, the actual like as the werewolf like emerges in that film, it's 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 so subtle, and then when it's here, it's here, and like it almost it catches you off guard. And like if I I wish I had seen that movie not knowing it was a werewolf movie because I I'd, I'd just like oh my fuck oh god like 
But yeah. even so, excellent, excellent film. Uh, that's my that's my that's my favorite. But um, but Van Helsing is up there if we count it as a werewolf movie. It's, which which uh, we you're the expert on werewolves. That means we count it as a werewolf movie. Yeah, so, yeah. It's 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 now canon. Yeah. yeah canon. No, this I'm sorry. If Marok Wolf says this is or is not a werewolf, we go with Marok Wolf's fucking opinion, all right? Like his opinion is an opinion, it is fact at this point. <laughs> this is just fucking this is how this goes. <laughs> um yeah, no, I love See, I, I'm a big like I said, a big fan of werewolves. Um um you you referenced uh Werewolf the Apocalypse. Yes. And and you also talked about how one of the things you liked in Van Helsing was like you saw how each person sort of interacted with the curse a little bit different, right? And in Werewolf the Apocalypse they have the like their multiple forms and they they're they're kind of like a werewolf usually has access to to any one of them. Uh they're not really like linked to one of them. In Warhammer what would he, what would that like how would you like cuz we got dire wolves we got stuff like that. how would you see that sort of like duality that multitudinous of of the werewolf thing how would you see that like come across in like perfect world the evolution of Yurko's dynasty you know the werewolf army right like how would you see perfect, that come across perfect world we have an army that starts on the table as a bunch of humans and Ooh. as the as the the turns go by, shit changes. So you 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 replace models with wolves or werewolves, but you you start the table with like an army of like dudes with pikes and shit, a bunch of farmers. And as the game goes on, you got to get rid of the entire army quick because if you don't, oh, like, that's shit's awesome. gonna be terrible. That's, that's awesome. That's how I think it should be done. Where it's like, okay, uh, turn one and two, you're you're dealing with a bunch of humans. Turn three, stuff's starting to go sideways. Turn four, everything on the table. Yeah, if you haven't won the game by turn four, they will table you turn five, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of cool. That's so cool. That's such a, I I love that design direction. Uh, it actually Ulf. Uh, Ulf Paint said earlier on, like you had like he wanted units of twenty humans, uh, and when you take casualties, like uh, you get ten medium sized like like pseudo wolves back. That's and cool. when you and when you like kill those ten, you get five like like hulking like the full on ga- uh, Gauru or Galu like the war form wolves. Yeah, I think that's a cool that that that'd be a cool space to explore. Um, I, man, there's so much. Like we have some transformation. I know they took away transformation with with Marathi, um, which is fine. I like what they did. It makes sense. It's kind of cool that like the box they sell you, you're using both things at the same time. The twin soul getting split in half by her former lover, lover in the canon, like that's fine. But I liked transformation. Like I like transformation mechanics. I think they're kind of yeah. cool. Um, or, and like you could totally tie it to like being near your grave sites as well. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. to tie it back to the soul blight thing where it's like, okay, um, if these things die near a grave site, yeah, within well, tw- within 12 inches of a grave site, yeah. then you bring back, you know, um, within, you know, within 12 inches of the grave site outside of nine, unless the unit 
is already locked in than within three of you know you, I've I've seen some some language like that with 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 some resurrection type stuff where you can bring it back in combat, but usually you don't get to to you know get a free deep strike or whatever. Yeah, right. Yeah, no. It, transformation mechanics, I think, is probably integral to to the werewolf vibe, and then for sure, yeah, for sure, yeah. And I I think tying it into the turns is probably the best way to do it. We've got As Daughters of Cain and IDK that both have a mechanic. You have sort of uh, Gloomspite gets. Yeah. You you just you plot it out. One, turn one, two, three, four, five. Like and um and everyone knows it's telegraphed. They know that that turn four, if they haven't dealt with like you know the two like problem units, like there's like the the thing that like if this thing gets to transform, it it's it's combat war scroll just says infinite. It just does infinite damage, you know, like, <laughs> like yeah. it just says infinity, um, you know. So if you haven't dealt with it by then, you, you know, shit gets real. Um, like I think that could be really fun. Like I think that would be in, 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 insanely fun to to have mechanics along those lines. Um, start like thinking out the bo- outside the box. I think having a unit that does transform regardless of the turns as stuff progresses, but not being able to manipulate the turns themselves. Is very important to to, to design like that, mm-hmm. um, you know. Like you don't have spend a command point and it's transformation turn. You just have on the war scroll some units that can transform ahead of time because they're more in control of it, or they spend a command yeah. point to do a thing. Um, you, you could have a command trait that says you start the game counting as one turn higher. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah but no flipping the turns. No, nothing like too intense or like you say it is suddenly turn five on turn three. Like none of, nothing like that. Right? Yeah. No, just like a uh, simple command trait where it's just like instead of starting on turn one, you start on turn two. Yeah. Yeah. Like in terms of your phases or whatever. Yeah. No, I, I made a. So when I did, um, we, we have, I have an ongoing series happening right now called The Great Enhancing where we go through and we look at faction by faction and make their their artifacts awesome um and the artifact i did for Veercoast dynasty was at the beginning of the game after after you know units have been set up but before the first turn roll a die um if uh if it's odd uh this effect takes effect on the odd battle rounds if it's even it takes effect on the even battle rounds and if it's a six it takes effect on the whole like across the whole game and it just turned one character into radiker basically it gave him like Radiker light type abilities. Oh, that's cool. So like run and charge and like exploding sixes. Or, I, I wasn't exploding sixes. I just gave him like a bunch, like rend three or, or rend two damage to added to like its its melee attacks, non mount melee attacks, something like that. Um, so it just like it just turned it into into like a mini Radiker. and uh, like I thought that because you know I did the the die roll because I wanted to be like feel like a, a phases of the moon type thing. Like yeah, you know, and uh, it was capturing that like essence of for me where like you said that 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 idea that there's just this like this you know this rage and this transformation thing and like it's it's it is itself a grueling bone snapping process and i think it's super appropriate that that like like the person i i just consider like on my mount rushmore of green stuff work is a werewolf sculptor with the exact your exact perspective on werewolves and the transformation and stuff, and you're taking green stuff and you're transforming it, kind of painstakingly at times into these these wolf effigies and stuff like that. It's just, I mean, there's a harmony, like this the this sort of 
this perfect like idiosyncrasies of the universe like lines up and it just makes total sense to me it's like all all, all of these uh these really strange ideas just sort of perfectly synced up mm -hmm. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, while you all nerded out about werewolves i wasted time trying to make legion of blood usable Oh, I I know I'm gonna have to revisit the. Did you read the White Dwarf Legion of Blood? Do you have an opinion on this? Yeah. No, I haven't read the White Dwarf yet. Yeah, yeah. I I glanced at it. I half heard Haywo talk about it on his stream, but I was in and out of like the room or whatever, in and out of my car whenever whenever he was talking about it. I don't remember what it was. I just I remember half hearing him talk about some stuff and not hearing the whole thing. Um, I haven't had time to process it. Um. I know Jabbers, who is a Beast of Chaos player as well, and also a, a Soulblight Gravelord, so got another one. Uh, right on. Um, was was saying that 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 he liked it um, on Twitter, and uh, like he's one of those people whose opinion I trust on stuff. So I'm like, I'll probably like it, you know, knowing that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't always like, you know, perfectly, you know, follow trends and ties with my friends, but if there's someone who I trust to assess rules. You know, Haywo, Vince, you know, if, if someone that I trust to assess rules, I'm going into it reading it optimistically, right? Right, yeah. So, um, I haven't had time to look at it. I hear it was decent, but it's a little, it sounded like a little too, like too little too late for, for Legion of Blood, which is a shame, because Legion of Blood should be like, should be like super, like, Tyrion Lannister, right? They should just be this, like, Machiavellian, like... Yeah schemes within schemes like you're you've already lost you're already dead style gameplay where they're just they're a move ahead of you and like um like just a real chess match of an army um in like you know neferata she plays the court right like her whole thing like she plays the politics so like i want to see the politics in the rules too in some manner i want like that that vampires like holding holding midnight court and I want something like that. Um they get black knights as battle line. But black knights are bad. And so here's a here's a hot take or a lukewarm take. If you fix black knights, you might just fix Legion of Blood. Why why not just give them blood knights as battle line and just Because that's Castellai. Yeah, but it's like the vampiric court, man. I know, There's... I know. Well, I mean, that's where you give you give a great battle trait and a great um, you give a great battle trait and you give a great uh, artifact for the one vampire that's in charge of the army, that just makes them excellent, right? Yeah, like they can give them like a Bellicor esque ability, right? Where they pointed a model on the thing and they say, "I I performed vampiric diplomacy on that model." And it's just like enthralled for like a turn or something like that. Something like that's... that that's just like absurd. Um, you know, something that shows me that like diplomacy side of it. Because that's... Neferata has toppled more kingdoms than Manfred ever has by holding court. You know, like that's her whole shtick. Like show me on the table where these like this this lethal diplomacy happens. You know, I, um, I think you could also do it through like uh, the other vampires that are in her army. It's like they're all trying to gain her favor, so like they they just do better. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Like Neferata called like an, a, a legion ability called uh, Neferata's favor, and like and ev any vampire hero in this army 
is trying to gain her favor, so they're doing better in these ways, or they have this additional, instead of regenning wounds, right? You can remove their regenning wounds to do something like combat-based to, you know, because this one's trying to be her, like, prize fighter, you know, so this one's her, uh, Neferatus prize fighter, can't regen to, like, turbo kill stuff with, with a sword, and this one gets the... This one has lethal diplomacy. This one did has the Bellacore like point at a model and it's basically useless for a turn. Like, you know, yeah. stuff like that. Like where you just go through and like, yeah, something like that. And then again, also make Black Knights good again. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I I like I like the that I like the vampires plus skeletons vibe. Uh, obviously, that's uh, kind of who I am. <laughs> yeah. So. So make you know keep keep the skeletons useful. Maybe maybe punch up what like foot skeletons can do uh, in her army, so she doesn't rely so much on like on like zombies as she does skeletons because zombies are uncivilized. You know they 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 smell a skeleton. You can bleach and and actually that's like the whole shtick is like in in uh, Legion of Blood they like bleach the skeletons and they like and they like take care of them and stuff. Be- it's so like you have this whole thing like she's the kind of like Neferata is the kind of queen who would paint all of her skeletons with like gold, uh, you know, you know, you know, with gold and stuff like that, and and hold court she, and. Yeah, she's she's the queen that went out and painted all the the white roses red. Well, I mean, she didn't do it, but like someone did it on her behalf. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was uh, the theme of my wife's old like Warhammer fantasy. Um, vampire army was Alice in Wonderland, and that was it. It was Neferata as the Queen of Hearts, and then she had her card guard, which were like a bajillion skeletons with spears and stuff. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Uh, she plays the Night Hunt right now, right? Like she rocks. Yeah. Yep. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Gilded yeah, uh, yeah. Night Hunter, another army that i i feel needs something but it's I, i'm not quite sure what it is I agree. but like they're such a great like aesthetically pleasing army and so much fun to paint like they're just everything about them is great vince did a did a, his aesthetics poll like a while ago or there's like a year or two ago um and i don't remember if if night hunt was was number one or number two but they were they were not only were they like near the top or if not the top but when the show went live which is a, a bigger audience than who had done the poll like the whole chat and everyone in the comment section was just 100% in 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 agreement like night hunt is one of the most aesthetic aesthetically pleasing armies and i i agree too obviously um mm-hmm. um it, it's it's one of those armies it it sold 2.0 you know like we had people like yeah sacrosanct chamber came out and the new stormcast stuff happened but like the Stormcast star fell quick, right? Yeah. You had like Gavriel, like you had some Gav bomb stuff early on. You had some uh, crossbow stuff with uh with the uh the 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 crossbow hero for a minute there. Um, <coughs> pardon me. And then that stuff fell off, and uh and then you got like a, this mutant form of shoot cast and and but all the heat had cooled on that army. You know nobody was getting into two for that three year span. Going like I want to play shoot cast. It was pretty much people who already liked Stormcast or or the people who jumped in a new Stormcast was their army. Yeah. But walking through a store, seeing Night Haunt, sold people on on Warhammer. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, people got into the game because of those ghosts. And mm-hmm. 
they've been done dirty the whole time. <laughs> like, like, yeah. Um, which is a darn shame because you want to reward the players who bought in on that army. Um, you you want to reward the aesthetic. Like this is a gorgeous army. You know, it looks great. If it's good, you're gonna sell it over and over and over again, right? Um, you have people buying it kind of anyway, which I guess you're like, well, if they're buying it anyway, doesn't we don't need to like buff it? But no, that no, you reward them. You you give yeah. them stuff. Uh, as far as what it takes to fix it, uh, I've got a list at the top of it. A monster, yeah, S- some ghost monster. I know they've got a, a, a Forge World one, but and but in addition to. Give yeah. them a, a proper in in book, uh, ghosty monster. Uh, I want them to haunt terrain, whatever that means. Um, I want them to point at a piece of terrain piece and it is haunted for the turn. I want them to have some sort of mechanic where they're haunting terrain. Uh, uh, they can keep their deep striking thing. It's it's flavorful. Of course, the ghosts come out of nowhere. Like that's fine. They can keep their ethereal flying thing. That's fine. Um, like I don't think it's out of bounds uh, at all. Uh, especially since they can't save stack either. Like it's it's a double edged sword. Being an army of four ups all across the board is is good and bad, right? Yep. It's it's fine. Um, it's it's literally fine. Their flight is good, but when you're like talking four inch flying, six inch flying, five inch flying, like you're not exactly breaking the game on that. It's that's fine. Um, drop their charge down to nine inches when they uh their fear of terror. It should just be nine inches. There's no reason for it to be ten. Uh, the verisimilitude. The, the sort of uh, harmony between it being nine inches and having to drop outside of nine inches is perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Like, why isn't it nine inches? Uh, no reason. So make it nine inches. Uh, it, it'll happen that 2% more often gameplay-wise. But because it harmonizes with dropping outside of nine, people will feel great about it. You know, because they yeah. know that if they make that nine-inch charge, not only are they attacking you in the charge phase, you know, like they, not only have they made the nine-inch, it's it takes a an already hype moment and makes it like turbo hype. Yeah. Um, hero keyword on black coach, and that's just kind of the start of my list. That's haunt terrain, big uh big fatty monster, um hero keyword on black coach, uh wave of terror go, goes off on nines, and then from there. Whatever, like you know, give them good artifacts, the standard stuff, artifacts, good points, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. They're not horrible. They have some good war scrolls in that book. Like it, it's just they're missing these tiny pieces, and you could really, yeah. really make something great. So. I like hot take, night haunt. Like if a revolt against Nagash happens, night haunt lead it. Hot take. You heard it here first. <clears throat> I mean. They're the most punished um, of anything. <laughs> what is with everyone coming at me with these revolts against Nagash? Come on. I'm just telling. I'm just saying. Like, if I I feel like it's coming. I don't know why. I just like I'm thinking like fourth edition. <laughs> Nagash is gonna get like Ousted. the revolt. Yeah. Yeah, and Catacross is going to take his place. I'd be okay with that. If you give me a, a consolation prize of Catacross in charge, fine. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like, um, no. I, like, I. Nothing lasts forever, right? Like, n- none of. Mm-hmm. Um, like I, I um, I have some very good memories of the games I've played, of Warhammer, 
throughout the years. Um, you know, for me, it's the it's the community that that really really keeps things exciting and interesting. Um, it, it's it the day will come where I don't get to play Nagash anymore. And that'll be a sad day, and I will, I will, I will be a blubbering mess on Twitter. I'll be an asshole to people who like say I deserved it, and you know, like there, there, there'll be all kinds of emotional responses that happen on that day. But I'll like get over it eventually, and remember the fond memories and the great memories I had because nothing lasts forever. Um, I mean, I think Death kind of knows that better than than any other faction or any other Grand Alliance. Um, and there is something liberating in the impermanence of life. For me, there is, that's kind of what makes it all worth doing to me. You know, it's sort of hopeful nihilism, I suppose you could call it. Um, I hope that day is, is later rather than sooner, because I still haven't gotten to play Nagash in my in my Soulblight Gravelords. And I'm not likely to in the next two tournaments, because I've got a, I've got a, a hobby goal. Um, by the time I, I remake Nagash, it'll be about this time next year. Um, and I'm going to make my YOLO solo Nagash with my own, like, I'm finally going to, like, full-on customize him and, and do him all the way up, you know? Uh, I'm going to chop him apart and put him back together again uh, over and over until, <laughs> until I'm happy with him, right? Uh, I've seen a lot of really, really great takes on Nagash from, like, Board Throne Nagash uh, to uh, uh, Laura's, like, YOLO solo Nagash with, like, the fucking, like, anime pose with the staff over the shoulder. Uh, uh, Sean's with the fucking halo of books. Like, I've seen some really great stuff, and I want to put my mark on that. Because um, I have a... Uh, my Nagash is boring. Um, good, good base on him, by the way. Um, but, uh, you know, he, he was made early on in my career, an AOS. And by this time next year, I hope to be somebody whose hobby you look at and you go, he really put himself out there. You know, that's not necessarily like I'm, I'm I don't expect to like win hobby awards against uh, the likes of some of the people I go to tournaments with, you know, like I'm just never going to get there, but putting myself on the army and like, and making something that I'm happy with. That's really the key for me. Um, yeah. That's how it starts, buddy. That's how it starts. Um, in make something for you. Right. Right. Uh, I got anachronistic uh, vampirus here says in my local path of glory, whenever someone killed my skeletons, I turned my entire army to get revenge on that unit. I like skeletons. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I see that you're a, you're a vampirus of, of fine tastes and, uh, and uh, inscrutable resolve. Excellent. Uh, I, uh, I, uh, uh, we can be friends. <laughs> yeah. It's often fun to do the vengeance thing. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I love skeletons, skeletons. I love skeletons. Um, yeah. So, you know, you said that's how it starts, like sort of like the desire to to put yourself out, make something for you, and so so on and so forth. And I think you're a paragon of that. I mean, that's that's quite frankly why you you inspire me, and and why it's it's great to talk to you again on the on 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 Rantcast and show off some of your hobby and. Hopefully, get you some more follows followers on on Instagrams and Twitters. Um, I mean that that main alone. Sajil better look out. Like he's got the best main in Warhammer. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is this Wolverine Sabretooth esque glorious. I, I, it's been it's been two years. I've been out in the woods, so you know. <laughs> 
totally not turning into a werewolf and killing people, mind you. Totally not doing that. No. Right. Right. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah. Uh, anything you want to say? Kind of wrapping up tonight. Any anything we need to touch on? Any anything we missed? Um, I I just want to say it's it's great to be back. It was awesome to sit and chat with you again. It's uh it's long overdue. Hopefully we don't we don't have to wait this long for the next time. Yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I, I got to do better. I got to do better. Oh, it's got nothing to do with you. <laughs> um. So, and other than that, just uh, like I hope that uh, everybody sort of what I want is for people to look at my stuff and where how far. I've come in the last, like, let's say year, two years, whatever. And just know that you can do it too. Like it's, it, it's in the palm of your hand. You just gotta, you gotta put the time in, get the reps in. You can get there too. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid, right? Like just, just kind of dive in and, and, and don't stop, you know, tinkering until, until you like it. Right. Absolutely. Right on, man. Um, I got nothing better to say than that. Chat gang, you're the show within the show. The reason I do this thing. Remember, drink your milk, pay your taxes, fuck around with some green stuff until you like it. I'll catch you next time. Marak, good night, my friend. Good night, buddy.